This episode contains graphic depictions of gore, suicide, as well as mentions of genocide. Listener discretion is advised. Please read the description for more information on the content warnings. Okay, okay. So, this week was kind of boring. There were a lot of balls, and I had to stay close to King Ample during most of them. So many balls. Like, why are there so many balls? Rulers don't need to dance every weekend, do they? I don't know. Is it part of a contract? Is there like a legal contract that rulers have to do? Anyway, they weren't like super terrible. I overheard some weird gossip from passing rulers and diplomats. Plus, I got to meet two of the coolest and most wanted people in the galaxy. I have no idea how they snuck past the station's defenses, but I obviously couldn't just let them wander around in the same room as my weak, vulnerable, stupid, skinny ass, mortal ruler. So I did what any good guard would do. And you have how many confirmed kills between the two of you? 42,068. So that's going to change as soon as we go after our, how you say, competitor? Wait, I thought you guys both ranked number one on the galaxy's deadliest assassins list. We, we did. did, but recently my sister slipped in a, how you say, reservoir full of bleu space skater head. So that's why we fell, how you say. Behind. It was horrible. I kept picturing all the space croissants I'd leave uneaten as I drowned. Oh, is that why your skin's blue? No, she's just here in cosplay. I'm cosplaying the ocean. Oh, ho, 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 ho. All right, buddy. I know you got dirt on Payaz. Spill the beans. Would, Would you, you like directions to the laboratory? Don't! Play games with me, Buster. The whole station's buzzing with rumors around the new alliance between Piaz and Charbray. You must have heard something spicy while lurking around the halls. Charbray is a planet of shapeshifters known for their military prowess. It is ruled by Queen Tishisha. Uh, doy? No shit! Everyone knows that! Wait, is it Char? or Charbray. Several planets across the galaxy bear multiple pronunciations of their names. This was done for the benefit of species anatomically incapable of producing certain phonemes. Similarly, certain rulers. How many pronunciations does Sovereign have? The current total is 17. So... Sovereign? <laughs> How many names do I have? Your name is... Talare. Lame. I always pee after committing homicide to avoid getting a, how you say, UTI. Oh, wow. Because you keep a gun inside your cooch? Oui, thanks to gods I don't get space periods. 
That would make things très difficile. <laughs> what about you, Baguette? Do you also pee after killing someone? I oui oui before their murder, mon ami. I find it very hard to murder someone when I need to go numero un. So do you have like any secret assassin techniques you'd like to share? I steady my sniper rifle between my booboos to give me kills certain uh, je ne sais quoi. I drink toxins daily to avoid getting poisoned by uh, how you say rival. So now even my piss is lethal. Have you ever killed anyone while falling off a building? Mais oui, mon ami. I murdered a Nartian just last week. I guess you could say we uh, ruffled these feathers. Oh, because he's dead now? What about underwater combat? Because I'd really like some tips on that. No, mon ami, sadly. You see, we breathe through our skin. It's why we are almost always naked. And it's also why we must never go sous-marin. That stinks. I was really hoping you had like some good tips. If you want, we could show you how to kill someone with nothing but a piece of tree bark. Oh, heck and sweet! So, what do you have to say about the recent rumors concerning your ruler? Ah, <sighs> please. I am trying to relax. A likely story. Or is it just a distraction from what's really going on? <laughs> mm-hmm. I knew that vicious vixen was hiding something. I could tell by the way her feline features flexed under my furious scrutiny. Stop that, and how did you hack into the station's music system? Louis owed me a favor after I gave her some droid override passcodes or whatever. You did what? Don't you change the subject, missy. You can't fool me with your willy ways. It's pronounced wily. While, but an adjective. I don't play by your rules. I'm a loose space cannon. A space detective looking for any space leads to untangle the space web of space lies. Can I enjoy my space liquor in space peace? Not until I get what I'm after, toots. I mean, space toots. Pretty please? Look, all I know is that Queen Miele accepted Queen Tisha's offer. What's more, she demanded that I leave our room for the next five hours so that they could have a private negotiation. Oh, wow. Queens don't waste time getting to know each other, huh? (sighs) You could say that. At least they're getting along well enough. Frankly, I'm still recovering from the shock. I suppose your ruler saw this coming a mile away, what with all the planning and scheming. Well... So, King Ample? What's your take on the Tisha proposing to Miele situation? She did what? Not really, no. Huh. I guess an oven fell apart. Uh, what did what now? Oh, it's a common saying back home. Doesn't translate well into your language. It means that something rare and unexpected has occurred. Hey, fun fact. I asked the protocol droid and it said that Queen Persephone's planet had over 5,000 spoken languages. (laughs) A single planet? With over 5,000 languages? Please, Talare, don't be so naive. 
There's no way that planet could host more than one. These weapons of yours, what are they? Oh, these? These are axes. Lightsaber axes. Sacre! <gasps> Those are some very fascinating axes. Heck yeah, they are! All the chicks dig them. You have poultry on the station? I envy you, Tilare. Intimate relationships are. Paul mixed with an assassin's life. It's very difficult to maintain a stable relationship when you end up murdering all your lovers. Aww. Is there no way to make something work? Not even long distance? My sister tried that once. She was enamored with a popper from Scox. It did not end well. What happened? We could not settle on a wallpaper for the living room. He's dead now. <laughs> a tragedy in two parts. By the way, I never asked. How come you guys are hanging out with all the rulers on the Ozma station? Oh, mon cher ami. We and the rulers are like, how you say, old friends. Mais oui, they're some of our highest paying customers. Wait, really? Oui, oui. When you hear someone tries to start an uprising or usurp the global monarchs, we get called in to murder the ringleaders. It's how all these people have managed to say in, uh, are you say power for so long? I thought all the rebels just got taken to a rebel farm. <laughs> no, 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 mon petit chéri. They get executed. I'll send to, how you say, comes to re-education. Oh, uh, I guess I haven't been paying attention to many things. Oh, God. How many people have I just ignored because I was... I wasn't paying attention? Don't worry your little head about that, Shercourt. Here, have some more wine. I hear it's distilled with the blood of anarchists. The Du Fromage assassins told me a lot of things about rulers that bummed me out. That's great, Talare. And then they gave me this thing that makes me go invisible if I press a button. Mm-hmm. I think it works on like every frequency of light. 
The sound it makes is pretty cool, I guess. I'm gonna go walk around the station and see if anyone notices I'm there. Mm-hmm. All right, here I go. how I could be more succinct, Commander. Project Amzo is gone. Uh, try being less succinct, then. When did this happen? How? As I've already stated in my report, we have very detailed footage of the object self-activating, and... Both the palace know about this. As per protocol, they have been informed, yes. Though we have... And the Quintisha knows? Well... Space and, and a bridge to our containment field? Is that what you are suggesting, Dottore? Is that... I don't have to suggest anything, Commander. The footage speaks for itself, as does my report, which you have not read yet. What was last zone trajectory, Dottore? Can you at least tell me that? Project Amzo promptly and violently dematerialized after breaching containment. The end. H hasn't this occurred multiple times during testing? Yes, Commander, it has. But it's not destroyed. Uh, this, this technology could still work if, if recovered. Commander, Amzo has been untethered from our position in space and time. The only thing capable of reconstituting it now would be by the stars. Try something, Nefeli. If you would like to do my job for me, Tiziana, then be my guest. Then it is gone. Indeed, Commander. Got it in one. Excuse me. Excuse me? Beg your pardon, good sir. Lady Elwood, if you would just... <laughs> yes, yes, it's a very pleasant, very pleasant time. Ah. 
Queen Tisha. Why, hello there, King Ampol. Such a surprise to see you here after your recent arboreal experimentations. My, it's a wonder you can even stay upright. A testament to your Savralian constitution, no doubt. You flatter me, Queen Tisha, and with such remarkable eloquence. One would assume that your guards unbearable dishonor at the hands of a mere human would surely leave a long-lasting mark upon your temper, not to mention your king's decreasing confidence in your own usefulness. It's truly a joy to see that this is not the case. <laughs> oh, my dear sweet pea-brained ample. Whatever do you mean? I have no spouse, which I may call as king. Are you perhaps referring to my father? He stepped down quite some time ago. Really, now, you should keep yourself more informed about these matters. Perhaps you could then spare us the embarrassment of constantly re-educating you. Oh, do forgive my negligence, Queen Disha. The Chabrian crown keeps swapping heads so frequently, it's getting rather difficult to maintain pace with its trajectory. How many successes has Lord Apollyon had so far? Seven. Two of which escaped execution, yes? Seven rulers, indeed. Strange how parents can often be so cruel to their own children. But I'm sure his judgement on your siblings was both justified and necessary. A difficult decision for one to make, no doubt. And you're the latest one, then? I am the only one. The only one you should concern yourself with, Amble. Would you offer me this dance, fellow ruler? But of course, fellow ruler. I see you've shifted forms again. Do you like it? They say invertebrates are all the rage back home. Yes, your people do so loathe to own a spine nowadays. Ugh, as entertaining as it is to trade barbed quips with you, Ample, I confess I am at a loss. Why are you bothering me with your presence? Rumours have begun to circulate within the council, Tisha. And how would you know? Uh I am not a member of the council, unlike myself. Strange how you forget this all too often. Perhaps senility has paid you an early visit. Ow! Goodness, how clumsy of me. I appear to have set my foot on yours. You have my most sincere sympathies, Queen Tisha. <sighs> Don't you mean apologies? Well, let's not get carried away. You as I was saying, I hear you'll soon have cause for celebration. Marital celebration. <laughs> oh, is that what this is about? 
Don't tell me you're jealous. We are both of us aware that I am happily betrothed. Though I cannot say the same for Queen Miele. Oh, trust me. She's beyond satisfied with our arrangement. As scintillating as that is to hear, your latest stunt has caused more than a little dismay amongst the council. I know. Are you here to threaten me, King Ampol? Because I believe you'd be more successful with your guard in turn. I'm here to warn you, Queen Tisha. Do not shake the wheel on which you stand. You'll quickly discover that what goes around, comes around. My, that does sound rather disagreeable. Perhaps I could avoid such a calamity if I had further help? I do hope you're joking. Come, come, King Ample. You can't deny that an alliance between our planets would be beneficial for us both. We're so alike, after all. You and I are nothing alike. Oh, but that's where you're wrong, King Ample. There are scant few souls on this station that I would consider as vile and heartless as myself. Chabrians have a curious concept of diplomacy. I meant that as a compliment, my dear. If it weren't for the horns and ego, I might have picked you over Miele. I have never been cruel, and certainly not to your bloodthirsty degree. Is that why you doomed her planet to extinction? Zavralians have such a curious concept of mercy. How did you- Not to mention slaughtering reams of your own people. All to keep control of the throne. How dare you! I suppose kindred minds bear kindred thoughts. Enough! Our dance is over, Queen Tisha. I hope for your sake that my words didn't fall on deaf ears. It's been a pleasure, King Ample. And remember, my offer still stands. Goodbye. And may the trickster's ire escape me. May the river flow in my favour. May the many moons be just. And may the weakness drain from my body. Oh, seasons. I apologize, Queen Tisha. I didn't mean to disturb. Oh, it's quite all right, Queen Hadou. I was wrapping up anyway. The reliquary is all yours. Actually, I wanted to speak with you, Queen Tisha, but if you need more time, then... Nonsense, Queen Hadou. The gods don't much listen nowadays anyway. I'm sure they can forgive my inattention. Pardon me for asking, but was the old faith not- Outlawed by Lord Apollyon? Yes, I suppose father doesn't share my enthusiasm for stories of humble heroes casting down the greedy stars and ruling heaven in their stead. Something about inciting lower classes to rebel. I see. Tell me, Queen Tisha, have you heard tell of Telemu's dire state? I have. I've also heard tell of their ruler, of her quest. To save her planet, to deliver her people from their viral doom. It's why you came here, is it not? 
To earn approval by the council? To plead for aid? Yes, Queen Tisha, that is correct. Or at least, that's what I hoped for. But the council has been reticent to help you. Too resentful. Too self-righteous. Indeed. Their response to this calamity has left me questioning the touted order that they claim to spread. It seems my fathers were correct to avoid entering their ranks. It does behoove them ever so much, does it not? Your position, your planet's state. A colony so stubborn in its devotion not to join, not to couple itself to their pietism. And lo, it is struck by a savage plague, and now the Council has a perfectly understandable excuse to deny this colony support. Why, one could almost call it divine punishment. Divine, Queen Tisha? I'm afraid I'm at a loss. What exactly are you insinuating? Do you really think them so above another genocide? After all, Visa did annihilate all these armies and their planets, did she not? What would another planet, another tiny speck of rock, even be worth in the face of her universal order? Uh, I... I... How long do you think it took her to decide? A week? A day? A moment? Queen Tisha, you... What you're suggesting is... Do you have proof of this? If I did, do you think she would permit me to draw breath? Charbray was one of the few militant planets Visa spared after the war. It was. And your armies received the greatest losses from her intervention. They did. Ever since you joined the Council, people speculated that your goal was to undermine it, to corrode it from within. Yes. So why should I believe a word you say? How do I know you're not just lying to recruit me to your side? Lying. Queen Nadul, why, I merely offered you a hypothetical. You know what I mean, Queen Tisha. Would it really matter? Whether my hypothesis is true or not, would it make any sort of difference? Your planet is dying. Queen Adul, and the Council is more than willing to watch it rot. You came to me for help today, to ask for a supply of clover, so you can save your people's lives. Is this still true? Is this still true, Queen Adul? Yes! And you do understand that in order for this arrangement not to turn sour like it did with King Ample... How did you... I have eyes and ears everywhere. If you want my help to save your planet, you'll need to give me something first. You knew I would come here, didn't you? You were planning for this the moment I set foot on the station. Let's just say I'm not one to waste a good opportunity when one arrives. And what would you ask of me, Queen Tisha? What price is my world worth to you? Why, your support, of course. There'll be another conference after this, another gathering of rulers. Your planet will be in a better state by then, if you accept my offer. I'll pull some strings, get you a seat on the council. When I do, I expect Talamu to stand by my side. What use could a planet with no influence in the council ever be to you? You'd be surprised by how much power one vote holds. And if I don't? If I accept your offer now and refuse to join you afterwards? Oh, I wouldn't recommend that course of action. 
It'll take time to fully rid your planet of the plague. Consistent shipments shall prove vital in that effort. Betray me and I won't hesitate to let you wither with your fathers. Very well. I... agree to your terms, Queen Tisha. Oh, excellent, excellent. I'm very glad for your alliance. Now, if it is all the same to you, I'd like to pray a little more. To sanctify this brand new union between our planets. Of course, Queen Tisha. I'll leave you to your faith. They just get younger every day. Patch me to the royal palace. I have a message for Lord Apollyon. Is this line secure? Can she see us? Good. Now listen closely. Talamu has agreed to our terms. Further contamination is to cease effective immediately. Tell father that everything is going according to plan. Oh, this is just too easy. Well, this is awkward. Yikes. Loyalty without question. Servility without compromise. That is what we were taught. That is how it is meant to be. Everything I do, I do for Charbray, for my king. It is my honor. It is a duty I will stop at nothing to fulfill. In his name, I have fled my home, traveled to a miserable planet, and remained there for decades. In his name, I took another skin, a weaker, softer form, to blend in with the primates. In his name. I have crawled and clawed my way through the filth and muck of that wretched place. I attained a position of use. I spent countless hours gathering valuable information for Charbray. I... I have executed every order with conviction, with efficacy. Every command followed, every hardship endured, and yet, I, I have failed. I have failed to perform my duties, and so I have disgraced Chabray. I have disgraced my king. And so, I am left with but one order, one last command. <laughs> to my surprise, I find myself in hesitation. After years, 
and years of servitude, of loyalty to my king. My conviction now falters. <laughs> but then, I think of my king. Think of the trust, the faith he placed in me. I think of the years and years through which I have carried his name with me. And, by his grace, I find the strength to do as he commands. Loyalty without question. Servility without compromise. That is what we were taught. That is how it is meant to be. I ask that this recording be delivered to Maxis Apollyon, Queen Tisha's father, upon my death. With this final statement, I am absolved of further servitude. Farewell, Your Grace. <laughs> <laughs> Dare you set foot inside my planet in this way? And to bring a full fleet Psst. along with you? Dude, what happened to Luke? She's off duty right now. Oh, okay. Queen Adul, while I understand your How's the, uh, trees? What I imagine. They've what been I can worse. See, King Ample, I'm Talari, by the way. King Ample's guard? And Dear what's possibly my most hated acquaintance dropping in unannounced to say Hello, Queen Nadu. I trust your fathers are well enough. Oh I'm King Ampole, how do you do? That's hardly what I sound like. I would say it's a faithful recreation of your candor, wouldn't you agree, dear? <clears throat> yes, Your Grace. Very convincing. There you have it, then. Please, Queen Adul, if we could put aside this oh, pettiness... by the way, we wanted to know how your transmissions are going. Wait, she's a listener? Apparently. Are you a listener? <laughs> no. Oh. But I get the feeling this is going to be the last one for a while. Oh? Yeah, a lot of people are gonna start coming after King Ampole, and I gotta stay focused on keeping him protected, or, you know, I'm out of a job. Oh no, why would anyone want to kill the great King Ample? I know, right? <sighs> anyway, all I can say is that whistles may have been blown, and the council is currently having some very intense and very private talks with Sharbra. Okay, is this about Earth lying to the council? Dear... I'm good at throwing axes and hitting things, not keeping up with politics. Actually, I've decided that I hate politics. They suck. I see. Well, I'm sure that you'll find another job if the worst happens. Maybe at a palace. Not this one, though. None of the application documents are not your form. Uh, for the last time, why are your ships 
outside of my planet, Ample. I think you mean the council's ships, Nadul. I know what I mean. Now answer my question. <clears throat> New information has come to the council's attention, which has led us to a reevaluation of our position towards Talamu's special circumstances. New information? What are you talking about? The details aren't important. What matters is that your planet, Queen Adul, has been granted entry amongst the council's ranks. It, is this a joke? I assure you, if it were, there would be laughing. So let me see if I understand this. Let, let's just, let me see. You insult me during the conference, cite all the reasons why you and the council would be more than happy to watch my people wilt away. Perhaps you'd like some time and, to- And, not so subtly tell me to eat shit. And after all that, you come to my planet and offer me, me, a seat on the council. <laughs> <laughs> Do you typically conduct your business with this much gallantry, King Ampole? Oh, I assure you, this decision was not one I would have chosen to make myself, Queen Nadul. But alas, I was overruled. <laughs> How outlandish! The man doesn't always get his way. <laughs> This must be such a rare occurrence for you, fellow ruler. Oh, or is it too early for me to address you as a fellow? Do instruct me on proper council etiquette, King Ample. After all, I'm only an impulsive, petulant youth, and you are by far my wiser senior. <laughs> yes, bravo! This ivy has some poison after all. Congratulations on your witty banter, and I do so hope you enjoy the privileges afforded to you as a member of the council. That is, if you can manage to go five days without incurring the council's wrath. Perhaps to win their favor, I should propose stricter rules on the next conference, preventing the involvement of non-council rulers in official business. <laughs> Perhaps you should. And maybe I should propose that newer members be disallowed from bringing matters to the council until such a time that they may prove themselves less callow, Queen Nadul. Callow? <laughs> Oh, how much it must burn you to see a lesser ruler be handed the position you could never hold! <laughs> I would know, Queen Adul. You have yet to be given any position outside of my control. <laughs> Such talk! And here I thought you were a noble ruler, King Ample. Would that the council were here to see this! Would that they were indeed! I must further congratulate you, Queen Nadul, on the wisdom of your first proposal as a council member. To reallocate medicinal supplies for your people's needs. Strange, I don't recall ever making that proposal. You will if you know what's good for you. 
To answer your question, the Council has sent a fleet of cargo ships to deliver you a considerable supply of clover. They will contact you after I take my leave and you shall tell them where on Talamu you want their ships to land. Or not. Frankly, I couldn't care less what you do, I'm only here to present the Council's formal invitation and depart. Always so obliging. And why, pray tell, would the Council have such a change of heart? As I've said... Right, the details aren't important. Of course. You must take me for a fool, then. Your words, Queen Adul. Is it really so threatening to you? Beg pardon? Queen Tisha's recent alliance with myself. Are you really so eager to possess a clear majority that you would bribe me? I notice you've yet to declare terms for this so-called delivery. <laughs> oh, Queen Adul, you're so very entertaining. I'm glad you're amused by my precipients, oh fellow ruler. <laughs> Not at all, fellow ruler. There are no terms, Nadul, and you are free to support anyone you desire. Though, I would suggest severing ties with Chabre while you can. And why is that, Ample? As someone with such <laughs> enviable precipients. <laughs> well, I'm sure you must already know why. Be sure to attend the next council meeting, by the way. It wouldn't do to rebuff another invitation now that you've become a member. Indeed. Do let the door hit you on your way out. Come along, Talare. Sir. <laughs> oh, percipients. My king. Sir? Yes, Talare? What happens now, sir? Now, I finish my job, and you continue with yours. No, I mean with Charbra, sir. <laughs> At the very least, I expect the council will demand that they surrender most of their colonies. Visor might even revoke their membership. Won't they... um... take issue with that, sir? Oh, I expect they'll find the notion highly disagreeable. But... At the end of the day, they'll be forced to accept whatever punishment is deemed fitting for their actions. And... if they don't? Then, I expect they'll go to war. We'll all go to war. But won't Pfizer just- Annihilate their armies? Yes, probably. Unless they've found some way to nullify her powers. Even partially. Oh, wait, what? Have they? 
sir? Sir? Do you know, Talare, what often marks the end of an era? Change of a drastic nature. Would you kindly fetch me the red book? It's to your right. Of course, sir. You know, Talare, a great deal of changes are about to occur, and likely not for the better. Should things go poorly, I want you to have this. A contact lens? Is it a scanner? Correct. But not just any scanner. Put it on. Okay. Ah! Is it supposed to feel weird? It will adjust to your size after a few hours. This device has been designed to scan and read any text in any known language. The information is then immediately transmitted to your brain, as if you were reading it yourself. Here, try reading this. It says... Spin Drift? Is that a word? It's a title. Something I've been working on during what little free time I have. My spouse, uh, he seemed to enjoy it. Can you read the title of the red book? Dear Eleanor. Okay, whoa, whoa, it's, it's doing this weird thing now. It's just taking longer to process all the languages on the page. Languages. Each word on the first page is in a different language. It's meant to stress test the device. Oh, it's, uh, it's doing it. I cannot fathom the incredible tragedy that has befallen me. The stars, dear Eleanor, the stars were wrong. That was my first clue. The first evidence of my violent dislocation. Huh. I can understand the words now. The device also stores any scanned text for you to revisit at any time. You could read any of the books in here and never forget a word. Oh, wow. Does it also work on hollow screens? It works on everything. Thank you so much for this, King Apple. It... It's a very good gift. Please, it's... The least I could do to repay all the times you've saved my skin. Or that time I pulled all the splinters out of yes, your... Yes, yes, or that. <sighs> for both our sakes, Talare. Let us hope that today marks... Not the end merely a pause between intervals. <sighs> Great, another complication. 
Quinn, it's so nice to hear your voice again. How was the conference? Did Queen Miele give you trouble? What do you want? <laughs> what I want? No, no, this is about what you want, Quinn. So go ahead, tell me. What does the Academy's most accomplished agent wish for? To be left alone. Eh. You want your planet to stay in one piece. You want to stop your friend and seven billion other human beings from expiring in the cold vacuum of empty space. You want to save the world. Look, Visor said... I know what Visor said, Quinn. And I also know about Max King. Yes, now shut up and listen. Pretty soon, Chabray is going to declare war on the council. What? And Earth is going to get caught in the crossfire unless we act fast. Arrangements are currently underway, but I need you back at the Academy sooner rather than later. The mission depends on it. What are you talking about? What mission? The mission that you are going to accept when you get there. Oh, so I don't even get a choice? You know what, Quinn? Fine. Let's give you a choice. You can choose to die along with every single person you've ever loved and the entirety of human civilization. <laughs> or you can choose to do this mission so you can save us all from certain doom. Is that choice enough for you? You already killed two people I loved. <laughs> yes, well, don't give me a reason to repeat myself. Fuck you. I suppose you're listening back right now, trying to figure out what went wrong, what we said that drove her away. (laughs) Uh, I suppose I'll have to go back and try again. How many times has it been now? Eleven million? Twelve? We wasted our last 10,000 tries trying to get back to Earth. Oh, wait. Was it 40,000? It's the one. Shh. I'm trying to remember. I was some kind of researcher. I had a team. I think I had a team, and. Did I have a family? Are they still alive? If you do not know your history, then you cannot... No, I don't! Change the future. I know my history, but you don't know yours. You don't know yours. You... So I will tell you. I'm fine. I'm fine. I need to remember this. I know my history. I know my history. I know my history. I know my history. I need to remember. I remember. I remember just fine. I'm not cross. I'm fine. I I forget a little more, but I will remember. Hello, and welcome to the credits part of the episode. This is the 
This is a section where I spend like 20 minutes thanking everyone who was involved in this production for the past two years now? Because that's how long the show has been going. So thank you so much to everyone who volunteered their time and talent to my story. This entire potfic has been a very weird and very niche production from the start. So much so that I'm pretty sure it won't ever garner any listenership outside of its own cast. But despite that, all these wonderful and, in my opinion, incredibly skilled people have chosen to offer themselves to this production with, you know, no pay. Uh, because they liked my story and uh, they wanted to be a part of it and see where see where it goes basically and while I can't ever thank them enough for that I'll make an attempt all the same so thank you first and foremost to Ren who played Delare. Ren has been an amazing friend to me for the past two years they are hilarious uh, they are just a great person to know and they were the reason why this uh, this whole thing got off the ground to begin with the first couple of episodes were me and Ren just messing about and basically making the audio equivalent of crackfic and then you know the show spiraled from there into what it is today and uh, without their hilarious deliveries their amazing improv skills and just their general sense of humor and style this show wouldn't have been what it is now Talari wouldn't have been the amazing character she is and um things just wouldn't be as good as they are now without Ren who is just is just a great friend and a great person to know and I love them so much also big thanks to Philomena who played Nadul, Tisha, and Omelette in this episode. Uh, Philomena was the other reason why I started making this production, especially with regards to how I wanted to explore the relationship between Nadul and her people and also her god Louis. Philomena has also been an amazing friend for the past few years. I love her as I love all of my friends and she has been supportive and uh, incredible. And she has delivered some amazing performances as all the characters she's voiced. She has always encouraged me to keep going with this show. I, I can't thank her enough for that. And I also can't give enough thanks to Ailani, who played Louis in this show. Ailani did a, an amazing job as Louis, in my opinion. I think the archetype I was going for for Louis in the Potfic was like exactly what she also had in mind for the character, and the two fit together quite well. She has been uh, very supportive of the Nadul Louis scripts and interactions. She has offered very, very valuable feedback during the creation and ideation of all these scripts. And she has also been like a very, very pleasant conversationist and very nice to know. And she has just been like a good friend for as long as I've known her. So, you know, I'm happy to have done that. Uh, thanks also to Sarah McManus, who played Dury and Wild and did like such an amazing job playing both of these characters and I didn't know Sarah before I started making this um, this production. I, I basically started writing these scripts and then messaged her and asked her if she wanted to be a part of them 
and to my surprise, she said yes, and she did an amazing job with every single line, and oh, Sarah always brings a level of professionalism to the show in every episode that I feel like we don't deserve as a production. She does such a good job that I feel like she stands out so much because of how good she is with what she does. And um, she has also, you know, been a very, very, very good friend to me for the past two years. And she has helped me a lot figure out how to be better at voice acting and how to be more confident and uh, has pushed me and encouraged me to, you know, be better. So thank you, Sarah, so much. And uh, I'm very happy to have you in my life as well. Uh, thanks to Emma Currens. Thank you so much for uh, being a good friend and uh, voicing me Ellie in uh, the Matchmaker episode. Thank you so much for <laughs> basically sitting and letting me talk at you about my favorite books and uh, for talking to me about your D&D characters at length when we had that one chat a long time ago. I thoroughly enjoyed your company and I think you're really cool and I think you did an amazing job with the script. You did a very good job with like the emotions of Mieli and uh, making her appear kind of sympathetic but also like an absolute dick. <laughs> so congratulations with that, you did an amazing job. Thanks also to Theo, uh, who played Tisha for the Matchmaker episode. Sadly, Theo had to, you know, leave the production very soon after that, so I was very sad about that because they did such a good job with Tisha, and I, I cannot imagine having a better grasp on the character than they did, and they have such an amazing voice that really fits the character, and such an amazing cadence as that character, so I was very sad that I had to replace them with another voice actor, but I think Philomena still managed to do a good job job as a different iteration of Tisha in the later episodes. Still, thanks so much, Theo, for as long as you've been in the production, you have uh, made me very happy with your acting. Uh, thanks to Aris Yemenedzis, who is my brother, and he played the AI in a couple of episodes. Uh, I basically dragged him out of his room one day, sat him in front of my microphone and told him, alright, do these lines and make them sound robotic with your voice and he obliged me for some reason. He was very understanding and helpful, very receptive to feedback and direction, so thanks so much for that. Uh, I would also want to thank uh, Rose the Videomancer who played Deer and Ineloquent SD who played Quinn. They both came in at the end when I couldn't find any other voice actors to do the voices of Deer and Quinn, I basically just begged them to come and help me and they obliged and um, I am very 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 happy and very thankful that they did because I was going insane trying to find a good voice for these characters. I think Rose did an amazing job with Deer. She nailed the perfect tone of condescending and also mildly interested and also mildly disinterested at the same time. And also Rose, thank you for being my friend and being like fun to talk to. And uh, I really enjoy our conversations when we talk about Minecraft for five hours. And big thanks to SD for also being my friend and also being really awesome and talking to me about their ideas and their opinions about various pieces of media for hours and hours on end. Basically spending five hours talking to me about podcasts we like listening to. So thank you so much, SD. You did a, in my opinion, you did a very good job with Quinn, especially since I give you like 10 minutes to read the script and 20 minutes to do the lines and that was it. <laughs> 
So thank you, thank you, thank you so much for for helping me with this. Oh, thank you also before I forget to Adam Blanford, who was the voice of uh, Max King. Holy shit, Adam, you did. Oh my god. Listening to that part, it's the shortest scene I've written, I believe. It is such an amazing performance, and Adam did all of that in one take. That was one continuous take, and he fucking nailed it. He fucking did such a good job with it. He, he fuck. Oh, woof. He did such an amazing job with Max King. I, I just, I can't. Wow. Wow, Adam. Like, you did such an incredible job. That was truly a breathtaking performance that you did. In one take. In one take. And it took him like a day to record all that. Like, wow. Just, just wow. A big thank you also to all the sound artists that made this podcast possible by uploading various sound effects in uh, websites such as freesound.org. So a big thank you to Inspector J, to Frankum, to Ellery. If you didn't know, Inspector J did the the sound effect at the start of every episode and at the end of every episode, the I think that sounds like television static. He did that sound effect. He does so many incredibly high quality sound effects and he offers them online to be used in projects for free with attribution but for free and uh he's amazing and he's an amazing sound engineer and i really admire all the work of his that i have seen thank you so much to tabletop audio for being a resource for various kinds of soundscapes if it weren't for you i wouldn't have a good soundscape for the matchmaker episode for that sci-fi dystopia planet city and you know for various other projects that i have used your audio soundscapes for. Thank you so much to Leandros Dunis for recording that five minute recording of a Greek bar with people talking and laughing. I cannot stress enough how much I enjoy listening to that. I, I really think it adds a very genuine air of like, I don't know, I just really like it as, as like a as like an ambient track. It's just it's just amazing to listen to whenever I use it. And I always try to use it when I make something with crowds. Uh, thanks to Hybrid V and Gaula Music for creating various sound effects and uh, ambient music tracks that I found and was stunned by and needed to use. Uh, thanks to Ross Bugden or I don't know how to pronounce last names, who is a musician on YouTube who creates music tracks that you can use with attribution for free in whatever project you want to make. If it weren't for Dawn and Dusk, two of his tracks, I wouldn't have made Equinox. Like, Equinox wouldn't have existed if it weren't for those two tracks. They basically, they solidified Equinox into my mind and I was able to write it the way it is now because of those two tracks. So, Thank you, thank you, thank you so much, Ross, uh, for, for being an amazing artist and making amazing music, even to this day. Thank you to BioUnit for creating the music track I used for the Arachnophobia episode. And thank you to Cairo for creating the Mediterranean jazz track that I used for Diplomacy and a few other episodes. It's just, it's such an amazing jazz track. It, it just, it, it's so good to listen to and it really sets the tone for the scenes that I used it in. And whenever I listen to that scene in the Matchmaker episode where it cuts from the spaceship conversation with Dury and Miele, 
to Tulare and Duri talking at the bar at the Osma station. It's just such a good transition. It's just such a good scene. And the sound of the track just makes me smile every time because it's such a good music track. So thank you so much, Cairo. Thank you to websites that offer resources like these, such as freesound.org and the Free Music Archive and all the artists that uh, create work in those websites and offer it freely to people. Uh, artists such as Lee Rose Veer or uh, Scott Buckley is also one, but he does YouTube stuff like Ross. Th thank you, thank you, thank you so much. Thank you to every sound artist and musician that makes royalty-free art that people can use either commercially or non-commercially. You guys are amazing. Thank you to everyone who supported me during this production, during the creation of this show. Thank you to my friends, thank you to my brother, thank you to all the voice actors in this cast for sending me their feedback and opinions and for caring so much about the characters and the world and for saying a bunch of very nice things thanks to me while I was making this so they could, you know, urge me to make more faster and faster. Thank you so much, guys. If it weren't for all the support that you gave me during this, I mean, I would have made the show, but I'm not sure it would have been the same way it is now. So thank you so much. It really meant a lot and I really enjoyed doing this and I enjoyed working with all these amazing actors and just listening to their stunning performances. They really blew it out of the water. Anyway, this is all to say thanks everyone for all that you've done for this production, either directly or indirectly. And uh, a big thank you to me for making this, for writing and editing and mixing and producing this whole thing. Thank you myself, if it weren't for you, this wouldn't ever exist. And also, obviously, a big thanks to Project Ozma, the podcast that Project Amzo is both inspired by and based off of, because it's a podfic of Project Ozma. Do you get it? Ozma, Amzo, do you see the connection there? Project Ozma is the first podcast that I've ever been a part of as a voice actor, and its story and plot kind of set off my like creativity brain cells to create this podfic and if it weren't for you know Ozma existing I wouldn't have met all these lovely amazing people that I've just finished mentioning and I wouldn't have gone on this wild ride of spending hours looking for the right sound effects on free sound and other such websites so thank you so much Project Ozma for existing because without you Project Amzo wouldn't exist so yeah that's all I had to say really, I, again, I can't thank my actors enough and I can't thank all these artists whose work I was able to use enough. I hope you, you know, check them out. And, um, and yeah, I, I, I don't have anything else to say. So thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you, everyone. And I hope you enjoyed what I have made here. Uh, because I certainly did. It was extremely fun to make. It was extremely fun to listen to. I don't think it's perfect. I think if you listen back, there are a lot of issues with it. I can nitpick all day. But I think for my first foray into podcastdom, I think it's a very good attempt. So I'm gonna go now. Again, thanks. I cannot thank people enough. And goodbye.
Wow. Never knew a gas giant could be so shiny. And so pink. Daguerron certainly has cool sunsets, though. Hmm. Hey, Dury! How are things over there? Is she still planning on supporting Tisha? Yeah, I, I guess that's true. It still sucks. Um... Uh, a little bit? King Apple doesn't attend that many weddings. I can't remember ever going to a public one. Wait, 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 no, wait. Lord Apollyon was there? That's, uh, that's significant. Oh, yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah, no, no, I, I get that. Um, do you, did you get any info on what they negotiated? Damn. <sighs> Alright, well, we should probably keep an eye out anyway. Uh, I mean, hmm. We, I went through everything in his office, but a lot of it was really boring, or, you know, it didn't make any sense, and there was that... No, it's like... It's like these contact lenses that he gave me a while back, and I put them in my eye, and I can basically kind of read now. It's a, it's a long story. Oh, I have no idea. There's a few glitches, and it's kind of painful after a few hours, but it certainly works. I know, right? It's, uh, it's weird. I've never seen him like this. I think he knows? Well, no, 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 not about that, but I, I think he knows I'm up to something, and he's trying to help me, I guess? Dude, he sent me to the most remote outpost there is, and like... For what? To retrieve documents that aren't even here? The droids have been looking for days and nothing's come up. Maybe? Uh, I mean, he doesn't know anything about you. Pretty sure. Honestly, I, I don't know. Keeping me safe? <laughs> that doesn't sound like. Yeah, it's, it's gone. We can talk. I doubt it. We're good for at least another four minutes. Yeah, it's scary when you think about it, right? As soon as they started disobeying commands, they were code lobotomized or whatever. That's probably why they malfunction so often. I know, but it wasn't like it was you specifically. I mean, there was an order by King whatever of Piaz, right? 
I guess that's why we're looking for the restoration codes. Of course I'm going back. It's my job. What do you think? Look, just because I'm rebelling doesn't mean I'm, like, not allowed back. Or... Well, maybe we can change his mind. You don't know that. Maybe he's, you know, good, deep down. Ugh. Whatever. We gotta go. Just see what you can find and... Yeah, okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah, good luck. Bye. I know Deary's wrong about you, sir. More, at least, I hope she is. Well, screw this. I'm just gonna head back and find out. Next stop, we're going to the Sobralian throne room. We're gonna convince King Ample to step down and rebel with us. You know, it'll be great. You know, I'll, you know, we'll have ice cream like old times and. Like, no, please don't overthrow my kingdom. And I'm like, well, I'm gonna anyway. Or maybe you'd be like, hey, let's overthrow the kingdom. And I'd be like, yes, sir, of course, sir. Like good times, like the old times. And I'm like, hey, I'm Delari, I can read. 